things are changing in the right direction in terms of school sports, a segment that we have not been able to talk about this whole year, Sammy. And now the tides are starting to change, and we keep our fingers crossed. We knock on wood a thousand times, but it seems that we are going to get school Mm -hmm. sports out of the power five or six sports starting in February. February 1st, the tryouts Mm -hmm. are going to start for Syosset's basketball team. And after they choose our varsity team, the games will start on either the 8th or the 9th. And the Braves will be playing eight games for the last three weeks of February, which will be incredibly interesting to see what happens. But we will be doing a ton of coverage on that. And then once that ends, we head into another two seasons that are major. The soccer season for boys and girls and the Braves football season. We'll be doing tons of live commentary on the games, Sammy and I. Some really fun stuff. We're looking forward to it. Our proper debuts on the live mic for broadcasting games, something that both of us have dreamed about for a long time. We're going to make it a reality even in this crazy pandemic-riddled year. And so much more along those lines. But first, one week ago today, on Friday, I actually did an interview with Syosset's athletic director, Mr. Cronin, an awesome guy who I got to meet for the first time. We clicked really quickly, and we had an awesome conversation, 10 minutes long, about the state of school sports heading into the spring seasons. So, Sammy, I believe this is going to be the first time you're going to listen to this interview. And for all our viewers, this will be the first airing of the full interview, as today on the announcements, they played a 90-second clip of it, just some highlights. But now we'll get the extensive responses, just like what we want. So... Right now, we're going to head off and listen to this interview, and we will see you guys in 10 minutes. I'm Cole Nevins, sports manager of WKWZ 88.5. I'm here alongside Syosset's athletic director, Mr. Cronin, to talk about some topics regarding the upcoming 2021 school sports season with so much in the air and so much to be answered. So thank you for joining me today. Great to be with you, Cole. So we'll start off with the first question regarding spectators at games. Of course, it's a big topic not only in high school sports, but collegiate sports and professional sports. So can you give us some information regarding who will be able to attend the games that are going on in the 2021 season? Sure, Cole. So presently, uh, we were not having live spectators, but Dr. Rogers um, was able to provide us with an opportunity to have the games live streamed. So starting today, actually, in swimming, we'll be able to have our games live streamed where parents can watch their kids compete. Um, We're going to start that with all sports that are in season that are competing, um, and we're going to look to move that through to the next season as well, if at all possible. Moving forward for the spring, we would love to have spectators if it's safe, and that's the bottom line. If it's safe for the people that are coming, then we'll do it. But right now, in the interest of safety, in the interest of allowing the kids to compete safely, we're not going to have spectators coming to our games. And just on another note, you know, at the radio, we will be commentating on some of those games at the live stream, so that'll be a very cool element to add on if we're going to make up for not being live at these games. Hopefully, get a different feel and dynamic to watching a school sports game and make sure, you know, everyone gets their fair share of attention. Right, and it's, it's important for the parents and, you know, family members to be able to see their kids compete. Um, and it's kind of odd to not have spectators there. You've seen it in the pros, you've seen it in college, and it holds down to here too with high school. But 
you know, we're going to do our best to provide the opportunity for parents to watch their kids compete. And it's good for kids, too, because they want their parents to watch them. And on another note, it also helps with recruiting. So if kids are being recruited by colleges and we're streaming that contest, it makes it easier for a coach who might be in a different state to watch our kids compete. And will the games be recorded as well? If on the topic of having scouts being able to see that film, of course, we're in a year where a lot of athletes were stripped of the opportunity to get film to send to scouts because of all the canceled seasons. Will they be able to get that film to send to colleges and have a whole resume to send to them? So we're working with uh, a local agency right now to have that happen. Last night we had fencing. They recorded it. Um, right now we're looking to see if they'll share that with our kids so they can share it with colleges. And that's an outgrowth of the streaming, uh, the productivity that we're able to get out of one event. Um, for multiple kids is something that we're really working to do with uh, colleges as well as the local uh, community. Definitely great to hear. So another topic regarding junior varsity sports, what is the current status of that heading into this season? Well, with the junior varsity, we started with our varsity athletes right now. We, um, in the winter sports right now, as you know, um, they're working out. Uh, the high-risk high sports are not able to compete. Our plan and our goal is to have the junior varsity compete as well. Uh, if the varsity is going, we should be able to have the junior varsity going. So if you look out to the spring, or even if you look out to soccer in, in the winter, which is a moderate risk sport, um, we would want to definitely have our JVs competing as well. For sure. And on the topic of winter sports and being able to compete or not to compete, of course, unfortunately, some sports will have canceled seasons. Can you detail what the schedule will look like for them throughout this spring as they look to stay as a team together and continue those values and be able to build towards the coming years and build chemistry and build a relationship with their coaches. But without games to play, what will their schedule look like in terms of working out and team activities? So basically in uh, October, our coaches got together, we all got together, and you're looking at this room right now, and created a strength and conditioning program. That was the precursor to what we're doing right now. Example would be basketball, which is a high-risk sport. They're meeting five days a week. They have a comprehensive program that works on individual skills, socially distanced skills, kids having their own basketballs, doing the right things, but allowing those kids to come together. Um, from there, they move into the weight room where we have a strength and conditioning coach that also works with those kids as well to, and really builds camaraderie amongst the teammates um, and allows for some, self, some competition between the kids, other programs, and the big thing that we like is we have different programs that are working together. So example, you have a girls basketball might be working with a football. You know, of course we only have 20 something kids allowed in here. They sanitize in, sanitize out. You know the whole routine. The kids get sick of hearing it, but I want to tell you, when they come in, they go right, they sanitize, they clean the machines when they're done. It's a well-oiled program. So to answer your question, we're doing it now. We're doing it with basketball. We're doing it with wrestling. And the kids have really embraced it. Um, they're not going to be – right now, they're not competing, unfortunately. But I think what we're getting, we're getting maximum participation uh, in the preseason workouts. And it's given the kids a chance to work with other kids as well. So it builds a whole overall program. We're real happy about that. Yeah, the workouts have been fantastic, organized by all the coaches from all sports. And it's a really great dynamic to have across the weight room, to have coaches helping out players from different sports and being able to learn, you know, how to be the best athlete possible. So on the topic of that, for the sports that are able to participate and have their spring seasons, 
will they be able to utilize the weight room throughout the season more than usual? Definitely. We, we look at our season. If you're in season, we like to prioritize that sport, those sports using the weight room. At the same time, the, the teams that are not in season, we want to keep that program moving forward and maintain what they've, you know, what they've gained over the, um, the course of a few months. So the answer to your question is yes, they will still have the access to the weight room. We also have the turf field. So with the turf field and the new track, teams want to get out there and work out too. All of our other fields have kind of been refurbished too and updated um, and are in good shape. So ba a baseball, for example, they'll be able to go outside when they're done with their workout. We have a scheduled anything conditioning coach. They can roll in here for about 35 to 40 minutes, work out in and move forward. So the beauty of starting in October too was that we were able to, main t um, to introduce the program to the kids. So the kids come in, they know what they're doing now. It's not a reintroduction. We taught them about respecting the room, respecting the weights, safety, uh, and they've really embraced that. So you guys have embraced it perfectly. It makes it easy on us, and everybody can flow right through. Yeah, so during these workouts, of course, all the athletes have to participate with masks on. And we saw not only in the neighboring states, but across the country, many of them have mandated athletes to wear masks during the game. So considering what you've heard so far regarding the rumors of the season, if they are to be played, will athletes have to wear masks when they play? There's nothing definitive on that. Will they have to wear a mask? And I'll be perfectly honest with you. If you're running track and you're wearing a mask, I find it going to be very difficult to do. Um, but we've done it in the weight room. We've succeeded in doing it in basketball. We've succeeded in doing everything that we're doing. So there's an as-tolerated uh, method that's out there. So the best you can to, to wear it when you're going out to the field, when you're getting on the field, um, it's going to be difficult, and I'm going to be honest with you. To keep a mask on while you're competing is not going to be easy. But here's what I'm saying. If we need to do it, we're going to do it to get you guys on the field and get you competing. So whatever the rules are, we're going to abide by them, and we're going to do it to the best of our ability. Um, and we'll work within the scope of uh, the Department of Health and the CDC and whatever local rules there are as well. Yeah, as an athlete myself, you know, I can definitely say that it's a small price to pay to have to wear one of these masks just to A, keep ourselves safer on the field, which is the positive, of course, and B, to be able to participate in this season and, you know, be able to have some closure on the careers, especially for some seniors that have been stripped of what they wanted to be their, you know, their final chapter of their Syosset Braves career, and hopefully now they can be able to finish it off in the best way possible with a final season. Right, and our goal since... June of last year was to get back on the field in any way that we could between the coaches, the athletic directors, you know, Dr. Rogers, the Board of Education. We want you guys competing. We want you competing safely, and we want you to have that feeling of getting your last season in. We lost it for the spring athletes last year, and that was really unfortunate. We did the best we could for them. Now we're at least on campus, and we can, we got, our goal is to get you competing. If we can't compete, we're going to do the next best thing, and that's what we're doing right now. But right like now, what I said before, as a coach, as an athletic director, uh, we want you guys on the field competing for your senior year. So to close this conversation off, you know, it's going to be a very unorthodox season. It's going to be a very difficult season considering the fitness of athletes. Do you have any words of encouragement or kind of like a pep talk to the whole school in general about this season coming up? Yeah, I'd say for, for the kids, for the coaches, for the parents, just keep focused and keep positive. We've, we've done the best we could to keep you guys active, and your attitudes have been fantastic. My words of encouragement are, it's going to get better. 
And you've heard that for a few months. There's progress on the vaccines and the treatment and this kind of stuff. And the fact that we're abiding by the rules and we've had very low numbers um, in our program tells me that we're on a good path. And just understand that we're going to do everything that we can to get you on the field, on the court, or wherever it is you're competing. Stay positive, test negative. That's the motto for this season. Thank you so much for joining us. And hopefully we'll catch up through this season, get some updates on what's going on, and keep the whole school in the loop with what's going on in this crazy but hopefully you know, positive sports season. Thank you so much, and we will keep in touch. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. And we're back. So that was my interview with Mr. Cronin, our athletic director here at Sayasa High School. A really nice, strong, detailed interview. Some great questions, some even better answers. So now let's talk about it. You know, we can always look at that interview, but I want to hear some analysis from you, especially someone who hasn't, you know, been in the school this year and hasn't really seen what's gone on behind the scenes. What are your thoughts on these seasons coming up, Sammy? Well, Cole, as you said, I have not been in the school once yet this year. I have been fully virtual. But when you look at it, the greatest point, actually, I thought was raised, actually, wasn't about COVID. It was about how this could give more college exposure. So a lot of people were worried that if they didn't have sports this year, especially juniors and seniors, that they would not be able to qualify for scholarships as easily and this would be a trickle down effect and I know parents were very uh frustrated with this as well but now you could say on the opposite side of the spectrum it could have totally flipped because now if they're live streamed all the games and events now they are open to the world and as he said out-of-state colleges and coaches and that could be very valuable so I thought that was the greatest point actually brought up when I heard that, I thought it was phenomenal, actually. Uh, when you look at it, a company like Broadcast.com, who used to do that, founder uh, Mark Cuban, an early investor, he he had something like that with uh, high school games when he was in Indiana. So something like that. I think that's very good for the athletes here, and I think that's a great point. But when you look at it from the COVID perspective, as I said, I have not been there, but it seems like the precautions are doing somewhat decent. The thing is, not wearing masks while uh, you're playing, that could be a little, uh, you know, it could not be the greatest of things. I know uh, I was playing flag football. I know you were cold as well in the fall, so you were not required to wear a mask on the field. I know I always did, but the thing is, I think it would be best. I know when you're running track and stuff like that, be, wearing a mask is not the greatest. As it gets warmer, it will be even harder. But during the cold times, I think it should be required, and at least until maybe more people get the vaccine. As remember, anybody in our age group has still not been eligible for it. So, that's also a big factor, but overall, I think uh, some precautions are being taken, but there could also be, I feel, a few more precautions taken. Yeah, there's a lot to break down there, Sammy, but I appreciate all the feedback, and especially, again, especially from an outside 
outside perspective, it's impressive of the level of knowledge you have for this situation. But from a personal standpoint, I'll start off with your claim about um, all the live streaming games. I think, as you said, it's a phenomenal idea, and it's a phenomenal change of events that would only happen because of COVID. From the perspective of my high school career so far, my one year of playing varsity sports as I played um, in the academy leagues for soccer beforehand, or even there, you know, the only film that we got was the film after the game, and you had to go back and chop it up, and athletes, some of them have to pay a lot of money. Oh. Sammy, give me your line. Excuse the bills here at Sayas at high school. <laughs> Back to what I was saying. No, we would have our game maybe a day or a day or two later. We'd get our film back, and then they would tell us to go and rewatch the film, find the best moments, mm -hmm. mark them down, cut them out, and then at the end of the season, you have to put everything together, and some kids don't have the capability of using editing software. They just strictly don't have the time, and then they have to spend the money having people edit their film, and it becomes a very, it becomes a huge process. And for some of these colleges, mm -hmm. the only way that they can evaluate some of these prospects and, and potential students is to look at their film of their highlights. But what's different, and I think this is just an overall sports perspective, especially for high school sports, when all you're getting is highlight film, sometimes you're not seeing the full story, which is exactly. the benefit of being able to watch these full games. I find a lot more value in watching body language and watching how you respond to when you're having low lights instead of highlights. Consistency. Is it one mm -hmm. highlight of the game? Did you have one good game all season and, the, and carried your performance through there? Those are all huge aspects, which is why I think the personal aspect, I know... Unfortunately, due to COVID, we won't be able to have many scouts actually come to the games. But if I was in the scouting industry, I'd make every effort possible to go see these guys in person or at least watch the game rather than the highlights. That's why they're called highlights. In today's society, highlights are for uh, you know social media and putting them out there and getting a ton of clicks. If you want the full story about the player, you got to go and watch the game, which is why I think it's very important and beneficial to have these games live streamed. And I think it's a great spin on this whole COVID situation. But again, in terms of the COVID situation, which is the bigger topic of conversation, I've played two sports so far. So as you said, I've played flag football, which was, I believe it's five, is it five on five or six on six? I always forget. I believe it is six on six. Six on six. So I played that from September all the way until November. Super Bowl champs. Um, shout out to my team. Really interesting season. And look, the reality is we did a good job. Masks on the sideline. Refs, referees wore masks. It was only six on six. Everything was outside. So all of that was great. And again, you know, I'm not the health expert right here, but from what we've heard, it's extremely difficult to transmit the virus unless you are masks down on top of each other, 15 minutes of con direct contact. You know, playing a, a quick-paced football game, you're not seeing any mm -hmm. of that. So that's the benefit yes, of it. You're not at one. You're not in one uh, partial space. I mean, unless exactly. you're on the sidelines, then if you're on the sidelines, <laughs> you should probably be spaced away. Yeah, which is what the, exactly what they'll do. But they'll have their mask on. You know, they're not mm -hmm. going to be out there ma maskless. But I kept my mask on for uh, the, towards the end of the season. But 
I played that, and then I had the soccer season as well through a club, the Syosset Club, and I actually played in the field rather than goalkeeper, and I did not wear a mask for that because, as Mr. Cronin was saying, it's extremely difficult to run all that when you're wearing a mask, and it's almost a bigger health risk to the athlete to be running so limited and getting limited oxygen and not being able to be at peak, uh, peak performance. So it's a sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But here's the thing. These coaches need to do a, a really good job of communicating with their teams and players and saying, do you want to ruin this season for the seniors? Or seniors, do you want to ruin this season for the other seniors on this team? Or all the other kids that have college, um, you know, what, what, college opportunities on the line? What sacrifices are you willing yeah. to make to make this season happen? Mm -hmm. Are you willing to stay home on a Friday and Saturday night instead of going to a house party, you know, or wearing your mask constantly when on times you didn't, or going in your buddy's car after school and putting a mask on just in case, even if you don't think that that friend's going to have it, you never know. And it's just those small precautions that could save not only COVID cases, but lives in the end. You never know the kids on your team mm -hmm. that have high-risk grandparents living at home. That's the thing. So not just athletes, but everyone needs to sacrifice. But athletes especially, if they want to be rewarded with this one season that New York State has given them and said, all right, you guys need to execute here, and there are bound to be cancellations, there's bound to be complications. But the athletes and the coaches need to do a great job of communicating, keeping track of where everyone is, and figuring, figuring everything out. So any other thoughts from any other segment in that interview, Sammy? There's a, there's a lot to take down there. Yeah, Cole, I think you uh, covered the main parts, and uh, I think it was a very good interview. Hats off to you. You conducted yourself very well, and uh, hopefully more the sports will work out. Yeah, that is the wish right now, and we're really hoping it happens for the sake of athletes, coaches, and just the whole Long Island sports scene, as competitive as it is. We're going to make a huge effort here at WKWZ to really follow and cover Syosset Braves sports this year and give the athletes the recognition they deserve, especially in this COVID-riddled season. So stay tuned for that. A lot of coverage from Cole and Sammy this year.